1: For years, the town of Lake Wiley was a quiet place to live.
2: Lake Wiley is a beautiful place, actually. It was just these forested coves and little fishing camps and piers and a big summer camp. The lake itself was created when they dammed the Catawba River like a century ago. It was very rural and very tranquil for decades. Valerie Borlein
1: covers politics and the economy in the South. And she says Lake Wiley is no longer that same quiet town because the nearby city— Charlotte, North Carolina has been booming.
2: For a long time, Charlotte was Bank Town USA. It was the biggest banking center outside of New York and was home to Bank of America and Wachovia, which is now Wells Fargo. And the banks are still really big, but you've seen a lot of other employers come in. Duke Energy is a major employer. Honeywell just moved their headquarters to Charlotte from New Jersey. They have added tens of thousands of jobs in Charlotte in the last five years, literally like 50,000 jobs. And why are these companies choosing Charlotte? Well, you know, I'm biased, right? I'm I'm from North Carolina. It's just a really nice
3: place to live. its (laughs) I mean, it is. Thanks to this growth in Charlotte, Lake Wiley, which is only about 20 miles away, has also been growing. Its population has tripled since 2000.
2: You know, a job needs a bed, right? So you've seen in the past 10 years Lake Wiley just really take off.
3: A small town seeing a huge boom in popularity might sound like a good thing. Good for business and good for tax revenue. After all, you don't want to be a place where people don't want to live. But Lake Wiley is saying no to this growth. And it recently passed a temporary moratorium on all new development.
1: Today on the show... The town that wants to stop growing.
3: Welcome to the journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knutson.
1: And I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, February 6th. Cities like New York and Los Angeles are known as magnets for young professionals. But there are other places that are growing even faster.
2: I'm going to blow your mind, but 13 of the 15 cities with the biggest population growth in 2018 were in the Sunbelt states.
1: That growth in the Sun Belt, from California to Georgia, is spilling into smaller suburbs, too.
2: Places that have that combination of cost of living that's reasonable, good weather, good jobs, places where people want to be and raise a family in a lot of cases. Quality of life. Quality of life, man. And the other thing. Taxes. And, you know, that's really a great point. And the tax cuts of 2017 really changed the tax burden. And I guess you would call it blue states, right? So Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, has talked a lot about this, that the changes in the deductions that you can take is causing a much higher tax burden in these places. So the confluence of things, right? You're seeing people in California say, gosh, The traffic has gotten to me over the years. Now my tax bill is even higher. It's time to move to Nevada, for example. And in in the South, a lot of times you're seeing people from New Jersey or Indiana or Chicago in a lot of cases just saying, you know, it's time. It's time to make a change.
1: And some of those people have relocated to Lake Wiley. People like Lake Wiley for a few reasons. It's actually right over the border from North Carolina in South Carolina which cut its property taxes roughly in half in the 2000s. And on top of that, there are lots of new homes to choose from. Developers have had a pretty easy time getting zoning approval for new housing construction.
2: It's funny, I mean, zoning is something that we don't talk about or think about, or at least I don't a lot in my daily life. But the zoning was very forgiving and able to put subdivisions anywhere, almost, in this formerly rural area because the theory was, well, we got the land. And we've got the room.
1: But each new wave of newcomers is chipping away at the idyllic small-town life that attracted so many families in the first place. Take Sarah and Simon McCauley, for example. About a decade ago, they were ready for a change. They'd been living in San Jose, California, but they wanted to move their young family somewhere new.
2: And they wanted one thing in particular. They specifically wanted a small-town feeling. Mrs. McCauley told me, look, I have lived my life on pavement. I'm tired of it. I want my children to grow up in a place where there's grass, there's a yard, there's small schools. And so they looked in Lake Wiley and settled on it.
1: So in 2011, the McCauleys moved their family of five across the country to Lake Wiley. There was just one problem. A lot of other people
2: moved to Lake Wiley too. The McCauleys will describe almost the sense of dread that built up over the last nine years since they moved to Lake Wiley as they saw the signs.
1: The first sign of trouble was the roads. One of the selling points of Lake Wiley was that Simon McCauley would have an easy commute to work. But since they've arrived, his commute time
2: has doubled. So many people have moved there so quickly, and these housing subdivisions have gotten ahead of what the roads can handle. And... The traffic is pretty tough. As people move there, I think they have found they love their neighborhood, right? There's a pool, there's a community group. But then the second thing out of their mouth is, well, I love my neighborhood, but I can't turn left when I go out of the neighborhood. And then
1: there were the schools. The Macaulays had been drawn to Lake
2: Wiley's small
1: class sizes.
2: They chose their school and loved it and started out with a class size of 20. And then in a matter of a couple years, class size is up to... 25, 26, which is still pretty small, but not what they moved here for. The school districts, they keep building these really pretty and awesome new schools, and they're at capacity pretty quickly. They built a new high school, and they had to keep the old one open to handle the overflow of kids. That's how quickly it's growing.
1: Sure, a lot of people deal with things like traffic and class size. But eventually, the Macaulays found themselves confronting a far more disruptive problem, water. Lake Wiley's water system is controlled by a small private company that buys its water from a nearby city, which worked well back in Lake Wiley's rural days. But as the
2: town has grown, that system has reached a breaking point. So the water company that serves Lake Wiley, is a private company that's called Blue Granite, And guess what, (laughs) the growth got ahead of them. I talked to their executive and she said, look, the demand on our system increased 40%. And now it's been a real struggle just keeping up with the demand. The increased demand
1: has strained the system's water pipes, some of which are over 50 years old. And in the past couple of years, there've been multiple breaks in the water mains, interrupting
2: service and compromising water safety. So in the past you know, couple of years, the residents of Lake Wiley have been asked to boil their water as a safety measure a dozen times. And there was one bad water main break this past summer that hurt the whole system. Schools were out. I mean, hospitals had to postpone surgeries. It was, I mean, restaurants were closed. That's crazy. It's really kind of nuts. And, you know, this past summer, there was a five-month period where the people of Lake Wiley... Most of them could not water their lawns or wash their cars, fill their swimming pools, things of that nature. To the point where there were actually patrols out in the communities that would check at night and see if the the road was wet. And if the road was wet in front of your house, they would know that you had watered your house. And you would get sighted and potentially have your water turned off. So it created sort of this funny dynamic where people say, look, my homeowners association requires me to have my lawn green, but I can't water my lawn.
1: And this isn't because of drought, like in California, where you can't water your lawn.
2: Girl, no, this is I mean, Lake Wiley is on a lake, <laughs> which is the lake where the water comes from, and it wasn't because of of drought. It was because the system couldn't handle all the demand at the various pressure points.
1: Could these problems, the traffic,
2: the schools, the water, could they have been prevented? Well, you know, it's funny because you'll hear people say government often doesn't keep up with development. And the South typically does not. So, you know, it's hard to say whether it could have been prevented. I think there's a hands-off approach or kind of smaller government approach that's common in the South, and particularly in communities like York County, which is very, very conservative. And, you know, the anti-tax sentiment is pretty strong in southern states,
1: If taxes were higher, would these towns have more resources to be able to respond to this influx of residents?
2: Potentially, right? But there's not great sentiment to raise taxes that I picked up on, even in Lake Wiley.
1: But there's an irony in it, right? Because the people flock to Lake Wiley for lower taxes, but because the taxes are low, it makes it harder for the community to keep up with growth.
2: Potentially, yeah. But then someone in Lake Wiley might say, well, taxes are really high in New York and New Jersey and Illinois, comparatively, and things may not necessarily be working out that great up there either. So Lake Wiley is this community that has talked many, many times about starting to control its own destiny a little bit more. But even with the growth that's happening, there's still very little political will to make that happen. Little political will but not none. A couple of years ago,
1: one woman decided to take up the cause and put a stop to Lake Wiley's growing pains. That's after the break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven
2: by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back. Over the past decade, many residents were at a loss for how to fix Lake Wiley's problems. And then Allison Love came along.
4: My name is Allison Love, and I um, own a jewelry store in South Carolina. How long have you lived in Lake Wiley? I've lived in Lake Wiley for 29 years.
1: And tell me what it was like there when you first moved there.
4: Oh, my gosh, it was just—it was was great— it's just a very wooded, nice development, you know, very um, not so much commercial. Um, it, w- it was just a great place to, to live, and we never knew that it would draw so much attention and that so many people would be coming here in such a short time.
1: Love started to get concerned about five years ago when new houses were built near her home. Developers chopped down trees and built over green space. And as more developments sprang up in Lake Wiley, Love started noticing problems all over town.
4: Oh, my goodness, the traffic. I used to get in my car, leave for work. It would take me 20 minutes to get to Rock Hill. I never thought about traffic. Just get in the car and go. And, and now, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's 3.30. It's I can't go now. <laughs> you know, can't even run down to the grocery store and pick up something because it's going to take me an hour to get back home. And it, it's just it's changed the landscape of, of the whole community.
1: Love started attending county council meetings. At those meetings, she watched as the York County Council approved housing development after housing development. And so she tried to stop them. So, Chairman Blackwell,
4: can you vote tonight to allow the people of Lake Wiley to bring to you at a public meeting our proposal for Lake Wiley?
2: Don't respond. Just here to up, listen to you. That's all I have. Thank you, ma'am.
4: My neighbors and I fought the... the, the developments that we now drive through. We fought those at every council meeting. We begged for help from county council. Please listen to us. You know, this should not happen here. And, and quite frankly, we just didn't get any help.
1: So Love decided to run for county council herself. Her platform was built around this one idea that she'd been mulling over. What if Lake Wiley put a pause on all new development
2: just for a little
1: while? To give the town some time to catch its breath, and create a more
2: comprehensive plan for future development. She ran for office on a platform of this moratorium on growth.
1: Have you seen this kind of broad-scaled, full-on moratorium before?
2: Nope, I have not.
1: Love's idea was unprecedented. Other towns had tried to slow growth, with narrower bans of certain types of development, say on dollar stores or student housing. But Love wanted to stop all development. Which stood in stark contrast to the hands off approach preferred by most Lake Wiley residents, including Love herself.
2: She's very conservative. She's a Republican and says, Look, you know, I'm a Republican. I'm I'm pro growth, but this is out of hand.
4: I recognize that we need growth, but you know what? The the unplanned growth and the growth that's not smart is having, you know, six or seven car washes within a mile and a half corridor. That's poor planning and poor zoning and and, and why do we need — I know we got a lot of mud running off from these developments, but we don't, we don't need that many car washes.
1: The residents of Lake Wiley seemed to agree that six or seven car washes was too many. Love won a seat on the county council in 2016. When she took office, she got to work trying to pass her moratorium on growth. She needed to convince the other mostly conservative council members that this drastic regulation could help Lake Wiley.
4: Going to call this meeting to order.
1: After more than two years of holding meetings with residents and lobbying other council members, Love finally got enough support to bring her proposal to a vote.
4: Guys, <laughs> woman, love. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just been a long time coming, and I appreciate um, the patience of the people in Lake Wiley. Some things take longer, um, we get better with age. So I um, also appreciate council support, first and second readings on this. Um, this means everything to the people of Lake Wiley.
2: All those in favor, say aye. 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 All opposed, hearing none, motion passes. Yes. <laughs> Lake Wiley lobbied for and got a 16-month moratorium on growth. And what that means is no commercial residential rezoning request and then no new apartment or townhome-type developments, and no new subdivisions. It is a very robust moratorium on growth, and to my knowledge, it's among the most restrictive I'm aware of in the country.
4: This is just a little breathing, a breathing space for us, and what, my intent was to say, hey, can we just stop everything, and let's, let's plan. Let's do a little planning. That planning
1: is just getting underway. The county says that during the moratorium, they'll focus on creating a strategy for undeveloped land and on making improvements to the road system. And Love says she hopes by the end of it, Lake Wiley will strike a better balance between growth and quality of life.
4: I'm not trying to keep things like they are. I love change. I think change is great, but I like change for the better. And I want us to say, hey, this is what we want and this is what we don't want, and then that's what we change. And I feel like I'm blazing a trail for a couple of other council members and communities. And and it's very important to me that they're able to get this right going forward.
1: For other fast-growing communities, Lake Wiley will be a test of whether a wide-ranging moratorium could jumpstart local planning. And meanwhile, Lake Wiley needs to work fast because patience there
2: is wearing thin. There was a survey of residents there, and the planning director in the county told me that Literally half of the people that were surveyed, when asked would they live somewhere else if they could, literally half of them said yes. And she said, wow, if half your people are ready to go, that's not a good sign. We really have to address that.
1: As for the Macaulay's, the family that tried to escape a life on pavement in San Jose,
2: they're moving again. The Macaulay's are moving to rural New Hampshire. They're moving far away to still, you know, the husband will work in Boston and, and commute into the office a couple times a week, but they'll largely live in the far suburbs of Boston and in, in New Hampshire, still chasing that dream of a, of a yard and a small class.
1: So if new residents like like the Macaulays get fed up and move out, is there a chance that these problems in Lake Wiley will sort of
2: naturally fix themselves? I think there's a chance that it'll fix itself but um, but it's, it's not clear to me where people will go, right? I think there's some demographers who will tell you that if you live within a certain radius of a city that's thriving, these suburbs and exurbs will continue to grow. So it's an American dream. And then a lot of people dream it at the same time. And so how do you preserve what brought you here in the first place when everybody else wants to have a piece of that as well?
1: That's all for today, Thursday, February
3: 6th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal.
1: If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon.
0: Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.